Al Dama for having us. This is the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. I am your host, Scott McNeese, and on the line, we have the Grant Hill. Welcome, buddy. Good day, Scotty. Hello to everybody uh, and all the listeners. To the, We're wildly excited again, but we're totally confused. Also, edition of the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. But we're more... What ex- an incredible win. It, look, it was a win... That literally took me 15 minutes to process after the siren. I, it was the most one of the most bizarre moments I've had at the football where I, with my own, I'm telling myself off for my own disbelief, but I literally in my head, I had us losing 15 minutes before the siren. And it really took me a long time to process that we won the game because I don't know about you. Essendon don't win those games. Even when it gets no, close. Mate, they don't. Even when it gets close, I'm going, what tragedy? All right, we're going to get within six points. Some turnover, some bad handball. Okay, just do it, GWS. And they're just going to pull away as per normal. And we just keep kicking goals. We get the lucky call. Uh, I'm not saying it with 100%. Certainly the ball's touched, but we get the lucky call this week. And... Hooksy turns into John Coleman and we've, <laughs> we've won the game. And like, even when the siren went, I I don't know if I even jumped up and down. I was like, what the hell just happened? Just happened. <laughs> uh, and 100% it was, yeah, the same. It was, it was complete shock. And, uh, but I can't be happier. And, um, and, and look, first and foremost, the character of those boys to not drop their head uh, and fight back, and including some younger boys as well with the parish and Langford and that. Um, yep. uh, there's something to appreciate when guys um, aren't play, having great games, like Hooksy and, and and like I mentioned, Parrish and Langford and a few others. And when the moment comes when the season's on the line, for, the ha- for them to stand up and play some of their best footy and to get us over the line, it... It just gives you that little moment of, okay, the character of the boys is really good, and and that's something to build on. Uh, it's not wasn't a perfect win by any means. There was obviously everyone saw moments of, of frustration, but hey, I'm hoping that the theme f- for the guys is 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 the character that's built, and we beat a top four team, and it's a uh, we've lost two of the last thirteen in, in in top four teams, and every time we've played a top four team. And, that goes something that I really rate GWS through the roof. Uh, and our midfield just smashed him in the last quarter, got on top, and then we had some forwards marking and we won the game. Mate, I, I, I tell you what, my overarching feeling after that game was I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Um, we, we have the ability to show the kind of incredible pressure that would have surprised the hell out of GWS in that first quarter. And then we have the ability to not drop our heads and come back from 18 points down to win. I I honestly, I love, I love what the boys did and I want to feel that way again in the future, but I'm so confused. We can well, do yeah. West Coast and then we can do that. Well, it's strange, you know, we literally doubled the amount of t- tackles in in two games, we had forty tackles 
against West Coast, and we have 79, basically 80 tackles against GWS. Uh, it, look, we'll talk about it later in the show. It, it obviously tells you a bigger picture of the Essendon season uh, and, and how up and down we can be. But when we're up and we have that pressure, uh, we can really trouble most teams. Oh, 100% agree. We, uh, When we're up and about, it looks like we've got a good mix of young and old. We've got a good mix of the, like Clarkie and um, Langford and Parrish and all those things. Then we've got the older heads in there. We've got the Heppels and the Zarakas and stuff. And the midfield starts to look like that midfield that we we thought we'd built um, by and really sort of put a cherry on top with Shields. So our forward line is still just a disaster area. Um, but the back line is rock solid. The midfield on its day can do really well. So On its quarter. <laughs> yeah, for the first quarter. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it a bit um, later on in the podcast. But I'm... I'm, I'm so confused, Scotty. I really am. Yeah, well, uh, an interesting stat was that two-thirds of our goals were scored from turnovers, uh, which is our pressure, uh, which yeah. tells you a little bit about what you're just saying about the forward line was still dysfunctional for a lot of the game uh, because our, our game, our goals have come from our pressure rather than, you know, a, a nice piece of teamwork <laughs> yeah. down the field. Uh, but... It does show you. I think even the Collingwood game where we should have won that, we had that kind of pressure. We do trouble teams when we bring that. It's just, do you have the energy every week to bring it? And that's that's that's. I think if you get down into a bit of nitty gritty, that's probably where we're at. I, I I just worry whether or not we have that ability. Yeah, and this is a good time to to try and get a couple of wins in a row because. Uh, we've obviously had a few six-day breaks, but now you've got an eight-day break going into Sydney. So actually, Sydney are coming to us. Uh, and if you can apply that pressure after an eight-day break, because you, you're going to get a good rest, so there's no reason why we can't. We can't come out full of run. Uh, if we can really give it up to them and, and get that win, and then we've got another seven-day break after that, we can you know, there's a, we can get on a little bit of a roll. We can we we pinched that game that you and I said in that in the, the next three games we needed to pinch it and we did we did we uh not to displease all the other listeners but on our Patreon podcast yeah, we were we were talking about this game after the team changes and we were talking about we have the ability to win this game but do we have the um the form the, going, the form and going into it and the will to do it. Uh, now, the form probably still needs a bit of a step up, but the desire for the contest was there, and that gives you any that gives you a chance no matter what. And, you know, GWS is the highest-scoring team in the AFL, so they've scored 71 points. So they had an off week, the defense, and, and with West Coast and how our midfield played, I get it. Uh, but they... They've come back really hard and and nullified GWS to ten goals, which is which is not easy. Uh, and mate, and credit to credit to the back six again. Mate, I tell you what, the, with the names that are in that GWS forward line, um, the the ability to keep them to to the amount of goals that we uh, that we kept them to is amazing. I mean, Jeremy Cameron. Is a proper gun. Um, that other dude's all right too, and 
Himmelberg or whatever his name. What's the other the other bloke left that left footer's name? Um, anyway, yeah. um, oh, Green to keep and, them yeah, under, yeah, yeah. it just absolutely um, reiterates the fact that um, our back line is the best in the comp, and I I, I do hope that Wusha, yeah, that he when he's talking internally that he can trade off the fact that the back line and the run off the back line from Sadi and and um and Connor is elite. It's the best in the comp. But we've got to try something different in that forward line, man. The yeah. amount of times I see Waller being kicked to like he's I don't know, like he's Jimmy Stewart at centre half forward trying to take a mark or Joey D or something. The it's just it's it's a bit sad to see Waller trying to take marks over his head and getting hammered because um, the, the the forward line ain't working. Raz ain't fit. That's just simple. Beggs is down on form, and we've we got to have someone down there. And even if it is Kale, move him at half time or something. Well, it's a good segue. So how about we go to a break, right? And what we'll do after the break, we'll talk about the changes that was made at three-quarter time and how that may be structured for the next four to six weeks with uh, with the news of uh, Bell Chambers' injury. So we'll talk about that and, and see how Essendon can move forward from here and, and be uh, competitive in the ruck and then up forward. All right. Talk soon. He's coming to get ya. Uh, that is the new song on Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. The punk Anthony song. McDonald, Tip and Woody playing footy. Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody playing footy. Gotta love that song, man. I actually love it. I mean, uh, it, it's not going to be everyone's sort of cup of tea as far as uh, genre of music. But see, you know me. I am a punk fan uh, from way back. I love that yes, sort of stuff. Are. So I, I'm like, I can't get enough of it, man. I'm just like, uh, it'd be nice if you played well, but I can't get enough of uh, the Tipper song. So uh, give Mate, me more. I want it. I want, you're, the, you're the guru. You're the mix master guru. I need it as a, uh, a ringtone. <laughs> make it happen. I think everybody should make it a ringtone or at very least get it on their phone. And when, bring your phone to the, to the match and every time Tipper picks a goal... Everybody plays the song at once. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you're going to hear it a few times at games, at home games. Uh, I'm sure the club the club seems to have uh, really embraced it, so which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So let's look. Before the break, we are talking about uh, Bell Chambers going down, how we're going to look at the forward line. Uh, it's funny, uh, on the social media, there's just been a lot of random thoughts. And I, I thought I'll, I'll pass some of the thoughts that I got uh, sent to me and I'll, I'll see what you think. And, and yep, sure. uh, so one, one thought was that Michael Hartley, who has been practicing a little bit in the ruck in the VFL uh, comes in. Uh, now what, what is, what is this? What is, what is this I'm hearing of, of Hartley in the ruck? What? Well, that's what I just said. I'm very surprised. Like, this is the first, I don't know where I've been or what rock I've been under, but this is the first I'm ever hearing 
that he's ever spent any time on the ruck anywhere. Well, I must admit, I've missed the last couple of VFL games. Um, and then I got told that Michael Hatley's been playing some minutes in the ruck in the VFL. Now, we've got probably that many injuries. I, I wouldn't be surprised he's relieving a few times, a bit like what, yeah. McK- what McKenna does in the seniors uh, when Belly plays. But I don't know what his form's like, so I, I don't know I could really have the authority to say if it's a good idea or not. Uh, he's not, for me, a body contact kind of player, so I don't know how that works. Like, a, Well, um, what I mean, he's a, he's a backman. He gets hammered, he, he punches the ball, he's, he's involved in packs. He's, he's used to being physical with his body. I mean, look, I mean, Hartz is, Hartz is a backup backman for us, and that's great. But he does have good AFL ability. I mean, I don't know that he's... On around the, the ground, players. yeah. Around the ground. When the ball hits the ground, he, I mean, him roaming around the midfield, and he's got one of the deadliest kicks in the AFL. I mean, he, he nails 60-metre passes. So I see the advantage of when, you know, the ball's around the ground and he's and roaming around the ground. I, I do like that because he's a very good mark. Uh, but I'd have to see more. Like, uh, I'm not dissing it because I, I just have to see more uh what some people just didn't seem to like the idea of zach clark just being an automatic inclusion uh in the game but that's what he's there for scotty yeah i i i'm a little bit the same uh look i understand what people are thinking that maybe we try a different tactic and have a, a mobile kind of ruck um option like whether you have the the mckernan or you have the the hooker relieving uh I understand the theory of it. Uh, I'm still, my my mind still says I like the reason why Hooker was dangerous because he had the flexibility uh, going from defence to forward, um, and with a ruckman. And I, I still feel like the ruckman gives us a little bit more structure. And and the ruckman, uh, it is a unique technique. It is a bash and crash. Uh, yeah. It is a front on contact at the centre bounce. It's, it's how much you value, to me, the centre bounce a little bit. Uh, and I'm not sure what Essen would read that, read into that. So, Mate, and if that's the case, if they put Hartley in there, and I understand, like, they should just send Zach Clark home. Like, just, just pay a bit contract. <laughs> I know. If you, if you actually do play Hartley, Zach Clark, obviously, is, is told that he's... That, uh, that we might as well um, be it. But if that's the case, then... So be it, th- yeah. thanks, thanks for your service, Zach. But, I mean... Um, just send him home. If they're going to pinch hit with hearts, then I don't know, maybe move him down back. If I don't know what happens, I don't know. But I mean, just if they're going to pinch hit with hearts, then pinch hit with hearts, do it. But if not, Zach Clark's there. He's no mug. Um, he hasn't performed particularly well to date, but he's no mug. Put him in the side, move on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, after the game, they were interviewing Haps and that. I mean, they, they, it seemed pretty obvious that Heb thought Zach Clark was just going to be an automatic coming in. Yeah. So I, I would suggest that is the case. So I don't. The the thing you also have to think about with a Hooksy or McKernan going to the ruck that their their likelihood for injury increases dramatically, uh, especially if you don't have the correct technique. Uh, so you've got to consider that, and and I think you at least want Clark uh, to at least cover the bulk of the games. That's personally me. Uh, so you've got McKernan and Hooker in the right areas. Uh, look, if if after a couple of weeks it's it's just really poor, uh, then fine. You know you, you can make a, a decision on that. But I think you've got to give him uh, the challenge 
as a as a footballer and as an athlete, yeah, at least lay out, lay out the challenge to him. Say, hey, you're the man. Give it everything you've got. This you could... is what we brought you here for. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, it, it just shows you the we're obviously wanting the um, oh, look. Temporarily forgot his name. Sorry, the ruckman in the mid-season draft the whole time. Um, and it, this is where it's a little bit annoying. The system, obviously, Sydney stole our ruckman from us in that mid-season Ooh. draft. Uh, and because we wanted him for this very reason, and I feel sorry for the guy because I mean, he he's just sitting there in Sydney in the reserves with no chance of playing, uh, and yet he must be thinking now, you know, if I did go to Essendon, right now I'd be playing I'd AFL. Be playing exactly right. Yeah, I'd be playing probably seniors footy. So. Uh, it's it's sort of a small case where the AFL mid-season draft kind of hasn't really worked, but uh, yeah, for me it's it's still a little bit. I'm still in the challenge, Zach Clark, and see how you go, and and we'll assess after a couple of games. Uh, that's that's kind of my gut feel. Look, the the change at three quarter time, I I kind of found interesting. So Wusher Wusher um spoke after the game, right, and they were asking about that move. And he noted that um, Hayden and Skipworth were kind of the... They felt like they were kind of the instigators of the move. And um, and he talked about that all three of them then had a conversation for a while. And they talked about how it would work and, um, and what the mechanics of that is. And and uh, eventually they decide to, yep, well, we can make the hooker move. It kind of gave me a, an interesting view into how they how they operate a little bit uh, because I thought, gee, on the fly, like, that's a very, <laughs> I hope there's not a committee every time <laughs> you want to make a move because sometimes you're just going to make a move. Um, but look, we were obviously forced to make moves because of the Bell Chambers injury. Uh, but I like it, man. I we, like the move. I like yeah. it. Like, it's, I just think everybody criticised John when he put uh, Hooksy down forward to try and make him a forward. And that ended badly. I mean, he had to go back on what he was trying and make him a backman again. I think that's just that's just him trying stuff and it didn't work, right? Oh, oh look, I would mini-challenge that it didn't work. It, it partly challenged. He kicked 40 goals in the season. Yeah, right? So, But, I mean, but it wasn't, better, yeah. down, he better down yeah. back. We've got the best back line in the comp. But I think he, his, his willingness to move hooks in this game, I think hopefully somebody at the club says to him, John, mate, that's that's a really powerful piece of evidence to see how much our our midfit well, how much better we can perform in the in the forward line if we've got a focal point capable of taking a mark. Now, Jimmy Stewart, Jay Danaher, um, Brownie's down on form. You, you just need somebody down there that can grab a mark. And when Smack's running out of the forward fifty, um, he can do it, but we need him around the ground now. Yeah. So chuck Kale down there. See and, what happens again. And even moving Parrish uh, to be an inside player uh, also worked as well. So he made it. He made about three or four changes it, visually to the eye to me. I thought he moved Langford a bit. I thought he put Parrish on the ball uh, and and just and uh, look Parrish. Despite if you saw his stats, you'd go, okay, he's kicked only one goal, and I think he's had fifteen or sixteen disposals. Fifteen. Um, but his last quarter, he was really, really good. And, and that's the first time 
yeah, I think in about a month of footy that he hasn't he's had less than twenty seven disposals. By the way, uh, he's so. I really, really liked how um, under control he was in that last quarter. One area that I do have criticism on Parish is when he sort of the kitchen's hot. He has a tendency to panic, uh, and I thought that was a much better sign I saw from him. He seemed a bit more in control mentally in the game and, and was in the game in the last quarter and not panicking. Uh, look, Which Lang- is a good thing against um, GWS's powerful yeah. midfield. Yeah, and look, Langford a little bit the same. He had his he had his one play right at the end where you could see he actually did sort of fumble and, and panic. But overall, he, he, he kept on hunting the ball and he was tackling fiercely. He was actually one of our most fierce. He actually led the side in tackles. Um so I just liked the little things I saw um, from the younger players. Uh, look, I have to mention two guys, um, and it's in our back line. Uh, I'll go over the first one. Adam Saad. Uh, genius little footballer, mate. I'll he, tell you what. He is a very, very, very gifted footballer, and, and he did some crucial plays defensively. Just where, getting hands on yeah. the ball and... Disrupting their um, disrupting their play. There was a couple of times there where GWS were open for all money, and he he got involved. He got a hand. He was just quick around the ball, and when he got it, mate, he's dead said he's he. I reckon he's the quickest in the AFL. Full stop. And for the first 30, 40 meters, or 20, 30 meters. Yeah, he was just ele- he was it was electric, and his defensive work he would have saved at least two goals in in my. Books and, and when you win a game by one goal, yeah, it's it's a big deal. And look, the the other guy I want to mention uh, is Mason Redmond. Uh, just a fact. This kid every single game gets better and better and better. It's just, yeah, coming back from a serious injury that he had, it, it is quite an astonishing comeback. And and how he's performed uh, in his last, oh, it must be seven or eight games. He has not put a foot wrong in any game. Talk about the club's inconsistent, but that guy is Mr. Consistency. Yeah, I thought he was injured at one point. I think he went down like a spud <laughs> at one point. I thought, oh, no, he smashed, yeah. did he smash his hip or his rib? But he got he got back up again. But look, uh, just a fantastic player. Uh, very calm, great football brain. And, and I, what a find. Uh, just an amazing find. And... And and look, he, he he really has pushed whether we like it or not, uh, Francis out of that backline as like a set six. I know, Francis. Mate, we, the other question I wanted to ask you too is that Marty Gleeson comes back, and I think we'll put it down as better for the run. Oh, definitely, yep. Yeah, better for the run. Um, and and that's I mean, a true one. That's a true one. That's you you yes. ca- you can't miss six hundred and eighty games. Sorry, eighty days of footy and not be rusty. Like, it's just... Oh, mate, I mean, 13, 13 touches coming back in, um, two marks. I mean, that's... Marty's, Marty's great. I love Marty to death. He's got, three, uh, he's got three levels to go up. Better better for the run. But, mate, when you bring the Marty party back in and we've got Francis uh, again, mate, I, uh, <laughs> 16 touches, three marks. I mean, that's not bad. His Where first quarter the... was actually really good. Yeah, where does that leave um, Ridley? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Uh, it's an incredible depth position because I would, you know, 
I think at the moment I've almost got Ridley and Zerk Thatcher almost equal on on talent. Yeah. And, and you know they just generally can't break into that back six. And I mean, how can you? They've now well, gone I... you know six or seven weeks with one bad game, uh, but the others you are just possibly... smashing. Yeah. You couldn't possibly drop Redmond, like. No, and I, and it's unlikely they'll drop Gleason. They'll just they'll do a bit like Begley. They'll just try and work him into form and yeah, and, and get his body right. He needs the, he needs the experience again. Uh, so yeah, I I think obviously with injuries too, he'll he'll definitely play again in my book. Uh, but yeah, just lastly on on that Mason Redmond, just a, a, a fantastic person to have at the club. Uh, loveliest guy too, by the way. I can't yep. can't be more happy for him. Uh, look, it's annoying because Cameron kicked four goals, right? And I actually thought Hurley played well. He got he kind of got two or three from either handballs or you know just where it was just a, like if for a defender he kind of got those annoying goals where he hasn't really beaten you one on one overly. Uh, no, and I guess this is the thing, dude, is that with that kind of midfield. Um, with that kind of midfield, he is always going to get some grade A on a platter kind of kicks down his throat. Yeah. So as as Hurls, I mean, keeping Cameron to that many goals, like you said, not genuinely bare standing there one on one with Cameron, and Cameron just beats him. Those sort of dinky ones where he got a good pass or it was a bit of broken play and he got uh, a goal. Yeah, that's that's perfectly okay for me for Cameron. I I, th- I thought Hurls played actually well. Yeah, I actually thought Hurls played well despite Cameron's goals. Uh, yep. there, there's a lot of attacks that um, that he stopped, and, and a lot of times he had to leave his man to help us out, and that's always the risk. If Dido West do end up getting the ball, then it leaves Cameron open for a handball over the top or something. But yeah, I'd rather him take the risk and, and try and 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 kill the contest. Uh, and again, mate, even just three or four. What do you get? Three or four goals. I mean, three or four goals, but nobody else got any. Well, they got a few, but still, I mean, what did they end up scoring? Seventy? How many points? Uh, Seventy-one. Seventy-one points, and I mean that's consistent with the middle seventies average that we've had for the last X amount. Well, we won't be talking about the West Coast game, but. Um, that's middle seventies average that we've had for ages is the best in the comp. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go to the, the midfield. Indifferent night. Uh, I thought Zach Merrick played well. Um, I think Heppel played really well, and like Heppel's all heart. Like that. That's whoa, how he whoa, plays. Whoa, 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 Nelly, whoa, Nelly. Got to go back a smidge, dude. What? Summer Zach, Summer Zach's little kicks, mate, directly to the opposition. Yeah, yeah, that's why you probably saw my tone, my voice. Because I, he played well, but not to a standard that, yeah, that... that. Those, those skill errors, again, they kind of confuse me a little bit. Like, uh, It's unlike him, though. Uh, yeah. He's, he's the I'm kind of guy, he's the kind of guy I go, oh, I'll, you know, I can ride with that as for one-off. Yeah, look, uh, and this is the thing, I mean, 28 touches, <coughs> excuse me, 28 touches, uh, he's all good. It's the top of the list again. Zach's an A grader. Just those little those little kicks, though. Um, I assume he'd be he'd be down on himself for those because not like they were not particularly to advantage of our forward and the guy had to work hard for it. He put it down the throat of a few blokes. Yeah, so that, he, that, he, those sort of things hurt. 
he actually had a couple of snaps for goal, like thirty meters out, and he just did, had no power through his legs. Yeah, what was what was going on there? Like he he did one, and I went, oh, he's he's duffed that kick. That's fine, but then he um had another one and didn't get the distance. Yeah, it's uh, it was, it was look, it was an indifferent night, but it wasn't from not lack of trying. Um, no, 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 no. Zach <laughs> love love the bloke. That's cool. Yeah, seven inside fifties. He's he's had um, yeah, he, he's put in, put that way. Uh, he, but he's just on sixty percent efficiency, and and same with Dyson Heppel. They probably had similar games. Uh, a yeah. lot of a lot of heart and and pressure, and uh, just not. As probably clean with the balls they would they would both like. But it's Groundhog Day for Dyson Heppel. It's just yeah. another it's another great game. Another, yeah, it's just a work rate game, effort. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He is he is leading as as well as he can. Uh, on, I hundred percent agree. I hundred percent agree. Uh, Dylan Shield, you know, kind of like serviceable, like. Uh, he definitely has his moments where you go, oh, this guy could be absolutely anything. Uh, the boy is a jet. He's a jet. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The boy's a jet. It's I funny. The, the, the yeah. manest of man crushes. When he kicked that goal in the first quarter and um, he had that clear break, they went back to the center and he had that clear break. I just wish he backed himself to keep running and, and having another shot. He kind of ended up putting in a little bit of a dinky, no nothing handball, and it was a turnover. Yeah. But uh, if I'm in um, Shields' ear uh, as another midfielder, say, "Hey, Dylan, take on the game, mate. Back yourself. Uh, run to fifty. Have a shot. Because uh, that's that's kind of next level elite stuff. If we can get that, and 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 it lifts the whole team. Uh, Zacher in his two hundredth, and and congratulations, Zacher, on congratulations, Zach. Uh, what a game! He, he is the guy. He is the guy that uh, you think of the Anzac Day game, and uh, when it's a big moment, he seems to have these spectacular wins. So on his two hundredth, I guess it's fitting that we win a game like that for Zachary and on his two hundredth. Uh, yep. Uh, when we're kind of down and out and win in the last minute. Um, but yeah, look the the Bell Chambers injury. That's really sad. It's, it's obviously six weeks out. Uh, oh man, that that sucks massive. Uh, I, look, I'd be interested because um, I believe he came off before he got injured, complaining that he had a bit of a sore Achilles. Uh, and I'm not going to say too much more because you know what I think of sometimes of our yes. Um, but it obviously got worse uh, the more he played, and and they may have taken a risk there. Uh, I won't say too much, but just. I'm concerned uh, sometimes. Say too much. Go on. Go on. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's hard because the season's on the line. So I, I do get it. Um, but in normal, but no, no, but no, normal is, circumstances, you would probably have rested him if he's saying his Achilles is, is not right. No, but I dude, <laughs> I have an opposing view. If he's, if he's that not okay... You got to think. Okay, fine. If he gets through this game, great. He probably won't play next week or whatever it is. But and that's if obviously he what they get felt. Through that yeah. game, and he blows his calf and his Achilles out. That's six weeks out. Would you rather he miss this game or six weeks where we've got a distinct lack of a likelihood to win because we don't have Tom Belchamber? Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Um, it always uh, be debated, and you've always got prof- professional people on the sideline, and you've got Billy himself. Um, they took the risk and, and and it didn't pay off, unfortunately. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Look, uh, what do you think of Dylan Clark at the moment? He's he's probably had two games now where, um, I guess the he's kind of played. He started off with uh, basically his career, I guess, with two really hot games, right? And now he's played kind of played the, the two games where he's coming back from the pack a bit, uh, where he's not overly yeah, sh- overly shutting down his man and he's not getting the ball. Uh, no, but dude, I, I watched him. I wondered who they were going to put him on, right? I wondered, was it Kelly? Was it Cornelio? Who are they going to put him on? Because I look at this kid, and from when you take uh, Cripps and whoever the hell the other dude that he that he uh, beat or did extremely well on, he's a run with guy now. That's yeah, what you're doing. Yeah. But I noticed him on Kelly for a minute. Then he was on Cornelio for a minute. Yeah, he, 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 he swapped. Yeah, he swapped around. He swapped around. Now I, I this is what fifth game of AFL football. I'd like to think he was that good of a tagger that he could just swap around and move over to another guys and just be utterly seamless and shut this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy down. But, geez, the kid's young. The kid's learning the trade. Chuck him on Cornelio and leave him there. So I just think think they're trying to go, right, well, geez, kids, you've done really well. Can you give us some midfield minutes as well? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of just identifying who's suddenly hot. And they go, oh, Kelly's, you know, Kelly's had a purple patch. Uh, can you shut him down? Uh, yeah. Now, Cornelio's now got on top. Uh, That's a hard ask. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not worried about Dylan Clark at all. I like... Oh, no, like, I'm not saying anything, like, about dropping him or anything. That's far from it. He, uh, I want the experience and I want him to learn the games. But I'm just more saying... I think the expectation is now that it's probably a little bit different. They're like the re- kind of reality of AFL hits in, and um, and pe- and yeah, opposition coaches also sort you out as well. Uh, oh, you, agree. You suddenly, you know, you suddenly get a lot more heavier tactics as the run with player. You get bumped around a bit more yourself. Uh, so yeah, they run. It's a good learning. Run, yeah, uh, it's good learning. They run curves and stuff on you so that you have to go around people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look. I, I don't know if there's much else I'm going to say. Uh, look, Fantasia, uh, he's clearly not right for me. Um, but uh, He's I, not right, and that's a question I'd ask. Why, I w- yeah, why I, are we playing him? For me, is I would make the move that he did in the last 10 minutes of the game. Yeah, I think he... And this is where I liked Wusher. Someone, or whoever made the call. Someone bit the, bit the bullet. And just said, Fantasia, you're on the ball. And suddenly he had four possessions in like five minutes and it was bursting out. And it just made me think like, uh, maybe that's something to consider to play him a bit high up the ground just to get to actually get some ball in his hand uh, and, and get him back into form. Because he just had this little burst of five minutes where you're like, oh, that's okay. Now he's moving a lot better and... Uh, it was a very good move. It was a clever move to get him into trying. I mean, they just had no nothing to lose. Um, so they tried to get him, force him into the game and say, now you're on the ball for five minutes. And it actually worked. Uh, he, he started to make an impact. So uh, it, didn't, it told me that he's, in some ways, his body's not too bad. But is he just, I don't know. It, no, man, I, I just, I don't know, man. I Again, maybe it's the kind of ball that we're getting inside 50. Maybe he's a little bit injured and stuff. But it, it, it weirds me out that he wasn't right in West Coast at, at West Coast. I don't know that he was particularly right last night. 
Yeah, well, he, he also got a whack to the head and was bleeding. But yeah, yeah, but, true. Uh, but uh, but you're right though. Um, the how we've been moving the ball to the forward line is a little bit suspect, and 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 it's probably a little bit of a byproduct of having both Fantasia and Wallow out of form. Uh, that's actually that's actually a question I'd like to ask the the listeners too on that one. What's their opinion of of Arazio? What's going on at the moment? Do you think it's just a straight injury? Do you think he's just down on form? Send us a question on um, on Twitter at the lunch catch up. Couldn't get the lunch time catch up, so it's just the lunch catch up. Um, shoot us a, a message on the Facebook page um, or Patreons. Um, send us a message through Patreon. I'd love to understand where people is at because it, this sort of is one of the reasons why I'm a bit confused about the club in that Arazio's in, but it's not really Arazio at the moment. Um, and maybe, they, like I said, maybe it's because we're putting the ball at his toes instead of down his throat and all that sort of stuff. be interesting to hear what the listeners have got to say. Yeah, it will be. And, and look, I'll finish this off. We're almost at 40 minutes, and uh, I don't want to us drag on too long. Uh, short, sharp is a good one. Yep. Uh, so what happens if String is available this week? Uh, in. Do, do, you, do you have him in for Brown? Um... And I mean, it's um, kind of player for player, right? Because if you're having Stringer, I mean, sorry, McKernan there. I, I look, Brown obviously was very quiet, right? Um, and, and was the week before. So I, I just wonder if that's the, the change they might think of uh, as a bit of a like for like. Well, I can understand it. But again, even then, you've got another sort of tall, you've got a presenting forward, tall presenting forward less like Jakey String yeah. is a great forward but he's not a, a like a he's not a he's not a forward like Kale or Brownie not that Brownie's been doing it recently but um, that Brownie and, and Hooker can square us up and give us a target Jakey's that but he just sort of he's that kick it to me and I'll do the rest kind of bloke I I don't know strangely enough I want to keep um well the other Brownie one I there. mean yeah the other one might be Begley uh yeah, oh, there you go. That's there. You, the, there you go. That's Beggs's six possessions. That's not okay. Um, he's been back for what three weeks now. Oh, and about about be, six weeks now. Yeah, <laughs> six weeks now. You're supposed to be getting better. Um, better, better, better play, more possessions, and you just pulled out a, a, a dog of a six. So, yeah, back to back to the twos, Beggs, and see if you can get some form. Jakey jumps straight in there for mine. Okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I thought Laverde did enough to warrant keeping him in. I thought he presented uh, fairly well without starring, but he, he, he showed signs of real presenting to the ball and, and his physical capabilities is always very, very good. Uh, yep. So he, he did enough for me to remain in the side. So for me, it was out of Brown or Begley. And, uh, and look, Brown they might keep because we play the Swans at the MCG. Uh, and Brown yep. at the MCG actually runs around really well. Like if he's fit, he actually presents really well at the G. So they they might be more tempted in t- to have the the Stringer a swap with Begley. Uh, I think that might be the more likely hood because Stringer can play that midfield slash forward role. Ju- well, obviously to a very very good level. Um, but let's hope he's fit. No, absolutely. I'm I'm again. I'm wildly confused. I don't know whether to be excited because we have really seriously half a chance against the Swans 
or was that a fluke? Yeah. Or... The, look, the the interesting part is the Swans play Gold Coast, which they'll beat, you know, this weekend, right? Oh, you know, yeah. I'm pretty confident of that. Uh, and then with another win to them, they're actually now getting close to the eight themselves where they have a chance. So it is a full-on game next week. Um, Mate, it's, everybody it's, should get yeah. out to that game. The loser has uh, a long way to get to the final. So, uh, one, you're blocking a contender. It's a bit of a one of those eight-pointers. Uh, so we need a, a really switched-on side uh, at the G. Uh, and yeah, if you can get to the game, uh, please do. We need as much atmosphere and noise as possible. Absolutely. Will we? Uh, will they have Buddy? Is he back? Uh, I don't know, but I got a funny feeling. Didn't he do like a full? Uh, I got this gut feeling that he's not, but uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. Okay. All right. But even if he was on one leg, he would still kick. From... I know. <laughs> Annoying unit that is. <laughs> uh well. That's it, folks. Uh, fantastic win. Uh, so quite a lot of positives coming out of the game. Uh, look, it, I, I think it's half of me still in disbelief, but uh, it's just to beat a quality opposition uh, is such significant aspect to this to this win. And... I hundred and ten percent agree, man. I I hope I'm this confused next week where we win again. Yeah, if we win again, then I I might you know that that little lid that we've closed for a long time yeah, will just might you know, just keep a little bit a little of light. Edge open. Yes, uh, but yeah, thanks everyone for listening. You can catch us on Spotify and iTunes uh, and Instagram. Uh, as Grant said, the lunch catch up on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, thanks to all our Patreons as well for your. Yep, thank you for supporting the show. Yeah, it's 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 so. Um, we're so grateful and, and we really like doing the uh, all the other extra podcasts that we've been doing for the Patreons and 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 thanks for all the, the positive comments on those podcasts and um, look forward right. to our team, cha- team changes on Thursday night podcast. So cool. have a great Friday night, mate. Uh, we'll talk very soon. And for us, it's let's let's get a win against the Swans and let's, Absolutely. let's really make a statement to the AFL that we're, we're coming back. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys, and go Bombers. Bombers.